Good to be saved tonight. Good to be in the Lord's house. Thank the Lord for his blessings. And I'm thankful to be reminded tonight that God can do anything. And uh, I think about what I heard a man say one time. He said he knew a lot of stuff, but he probably forgot more than he knew. But he'd never been reminded of something that he didn't know before that it didn't help him. And I know God can do anything. I know He can. Sometimes I have to be reminded that God can. I know that God has the ability to do all things. And I trust Him and I believe He has all power. And I think uh, as far as I'm concerned, and you are too if you're saved, I believe the Lord, there's nothing that's withheld from His power. He can do anything that He wants to do. And, uh, but sometimes, I'm, I'll say tonight, sometimes I kind of forget about that. But I'm thankful to be reminded that God can do anything with anything. And I'm glad that He can use us. He chose to use the church, and He desires to use the church, those that have been saved and born again. And uh, if we'll be a willing vessel, I believe that He'll use us tonight. And I desire your prayers. I really do. I've been looking forward to coming to meeting this week and being revival. And I want the Lord's will to be done. And I want to be faithful to the Lord. And I've thought a lot um, about a lot of different things today. But I know that God has a plan for the service. And I want to try to line up with what I feel that God uh, wants me to do. And be faithful in it. And uh, I appreciate uh, being here tonight. And I may just talk just for a second. And then I'll read a verse or two of Scripture as the Lord would allow us to. But... um, I've had it on my heart today that I, uh, especially every time that I preach, but for some reason, I want to, I really want to help you tonight. I've just got a real desire. And you say, well, don't you always? Yes, I always do. But for some reason, I've got um, a special touch in my heart tonight to try to help you and be of a help and a blessing to you. And I want you to listen to me. And I don't have... Nothing that I would say that's probably some kind of deep spiritual truth, although it's from the Bible, but I know it. we've heard it so many times and we have read it so many times. But uh, I just feel the Lord wants me to try to preach about a few things tonight that I I know. I mean, I'm I'm aware of the fact that we know these things. But I just feel the Lord wants me to try to preach a little bit about some things and I want you to... Pray for me. Would you do that tonight? Would you pray that God will help us and God will touch us and uh, give us the wisdom and good discernment to know what to say and what to do and uh, to be faithful to the Lord, all right? Let's turn our Bibles to John, the 14th chapter. John chapter 14. I'm going to start reading in the first verse and read uh, down through here a few verses tonight. Try to bring you the message that I feel that God wants us to preach on tonight. John chapter 14. Everybody can stand if you're able as we reverence the reading of the Word of God. And I'm reading in verse number 1 of John 14. The Bible said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. 
And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we not know, we know not whither thou goest. And how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, now this is a real popular verse, but I think it's still true. And I believe every word of it. And Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. This is also true. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Such an important verse in the Bible. I don't think I'll preach on that verse tonight as far as the text, but what a great verse. Jesus said, I am the way. Now, that rules out every other means of salvation. That Jesus give His life, and He is the way to be saved. He's the truth. That's the way to live by. And also, He is the life. And no man can come to the Father but by me. So the only way to get to God is to go through Christ. And the only way to go to Christ is to go through His death and His burial and His resurrection, which is the gospel of our salvation. Thank God for that. I praise God tonight for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the gospel right there. The death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then the Bible said in verse number 7, If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth you know him, and have seen him. Philip saith, in verse number 8 now, Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Everybody can be seated tonight. I want tonight with the Lord's help and God's touch, There's two verses here, verse number 8 and verse number 9. But the disciple of the Lord, Philip, has a remark and has a question and a request to ask of the Lord. And he asked Jesus Christ, Lord, show us the Father. That's the question. And then, uh, or the request, and then Jesus with the question says in verse 9, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? Now with those, that request of Philip, and the response of the Lord, I want to preach about this. I to preach tonight, now listen to me now. How to preach on the dangers of becoming too familiar. 
That is what has took place in this passage of Scripture. Now, Jesus has spoke some of the greatest words and been preached about the reference about His return. Now, Philip heard that. And uh, then there's a reference about uh, not being troubled in your heart, the peace of God. And uh, Philip heard that and all these things. I I think about, you know, how Jesus said in my Father's house, I've heard many mentions, and and if it were not so, he said, I would have told you, I'd go and prepare a place for you. I don't know what you would have thought about that, but I, as a follower of the Lord on the on the face of this earth, I would have been a little bit probably intrigued about wanting to know what God, what the Lord was going to do. And maybe some things would have arose in my mind. But the only thing that Philip can come up with is this. I want to see the Father. Amen. I want to see the Father. That's it. That's the only response and, and the request that he can come up with. And Jesus looks at him and says, Philip, you've done seen the Father if you've seen me. And so I think that, that Philip had the same problem that a lot of us have. Uh, Jesus in our midst uh, the word of God being preached to us uh, the peace of God that uh, that Jesus wants to give uh, the, uh, the future and, and tell him about a place that, that he has prepared and I will come again and Philip said I just want to see the Father Amen That's what he said. I want to see the Father. You know, that's one thing that Jesus Christ, I believe in that. I know that you understand this, but Christ came to this world to die. But he also came in the body of flesh. And he was incarnated flesh. And Jesus was God. And God was Jesus. And if you've seen Jesus, then you had seen God. Amen. And that's one thing that Jesus that was playing on the face of this earth. He always wanted people to understand that he was here not to glorify himself, not to lift himself up, but to glorify his Father which was in heaven. And somehow Philip missed that. Amen. That somehow he missed that. I think about the first time the Bible tells us about this man Philip. In John chapter number 1, the Bible said that he came down and began to talk to Andrew and Nathaniel. And he told them this. He said, we have found the Messiah. Now that's his initial initial response about Jesus. We have found the Messiah. We found him. We have found the one that Moses and the law did write about. The Son of God. The one that is to come. But for some reason from chapter 1 to chapter 14 he reached a place in his life that he said I just don't have enough. I need some more evidence. I need a little bit more. And I want to see, you know, you understand what I'm trying to say, don't you? He really wasn't satisfied with what he had. Amen. 
I think about, you know, there's another place in the scripture and I'll hurry along and get to where God wants me to. But there's another place in the word of God that when Jesus Christ fed the multitude and Philip was one that spoke out and he said, we don't have enough to feed them. And we don't have enough money. We don't have enough food. And I don't know what we're going to do. And and that Jesus knew exactly. But for some reason it looked like to me that Philip and the other disciples would have said within their self, this is God. And he can do anything. Amen. So for some reason their mind and their understanding and their ears were dull of hearing and their eyes they could not see. And Philip said, I want to see the Father. And Jesus said, I'm Him. I'm right here. And I want to preach tonight. God will help me now. And God will touch me. We've become too familiar. And we take things for granted while we serve the Lord Jesus Christ. I think about one of the most important things. When I think about Jesus and I think about my Savior and my Redeemer, I think about being my relationship, my personal relationship with the Lord. I don't want to get to the place where salvation don't mean nothing to me. Amen. But we're living in such a time now that trouble on every hand, that wickedness on every side, that problems all around us, and folks have got to the place where it looks like they're not really thankful and excited about being saved and knowing the Lord. I want to tell you tonight, thank God, I'm so glad He found me. I don't want to get to the place where it don't do something for me. I don't want to get to the place where salvation and my relationship with the Lord don't mean something to me. Amen. Thank God I'm so glad tonight that Jesus found me where I was at. The Lord didn't have to save me. He didn't have to come out of where I was at when I was 17 years old. But I'm so glad that through the power of conviction He came where I I don't want to get over it to you a bunch of dead headed madness to man there's a set up on God they don't want to get excited about being saved I'll tell you friend if you've been born again you want to lift up your voice and a hand toward heaven and say thank you Lord that I'm saved and I know the Lord Amen. oh God help us but we've come too familiar. We know so much about church. We know so much about the Lord. It just don't mean much to us anymore. Amen. But oh, thank God for the day when He came where I was. Oh, praise God that He came where I was at. Amen. And allowed me to be saved. I don't want to come become too familiar with that. I remember, you know, when a person first gets saved and we first get born again, it seemed like it's so exciting to us. And that we've got such a love and such a desire and such a dedication and want to do something for God. But for some reason, if we ain't careful, we'll get to the place where it just don't mean much. And we do not, we do not appreciate and we are not grateful 
and we're not thankful for what God has done for us. Oh, God help us. And I think about the sweetness and uh, I think about um, uh, the preciousness of the presence of the Lord. Don't take it for granted. (laughs) That God meets with us. Why do we take that for granted? (laughs) Why do we get to the place that we can come to church and the presence of the Lord just don't seem to affect us much? Amen. And we gather together and that we uh, come to uh, the house of the Lord. And uh, sometimes, you know, uh, the Lord really meets with us in a very precious and a special way. And we don't even understand. Uh, we, we cannot even understand it. And neither do we comprehend uh, what has took place and what has happened. A lot of times we just come, the Lord meets with us, and we'll go back home. Amen. <laughs> But oh, I can't even, I wish I could express and I wish I could uh, put it into words. What a blessing and what a privilege that it is for the presence of the Lord. I'm talking about the King of the whole universe that he makes with us. Amen. Amen. Now just damn what I am and you are what you are. But it was about 11.20. That's probably Eastern time. It would have been 1020 Central Time. When I was driving, I was listening to a CD of an older lady that uh, was a member of my church. And she done went home uh, to be a for Lord. She passed away. And uh, she is a dear saint of God. And I was listening to her sing today on that CD. Oh, Miss Nelly. And I was uh, driving down the road. And uh, you probably never heard uh, an old song. It's just an old song. And, and some of them old songs, you know, they don't do a lot for you. But it just Miss Nelly, the way she sung it, that I'm going to meet Jesus come next spring. And she is a singing that old song. She is a talking about, you know, that when I get to heaven, you know, and there's no more winter, and there's no more storms and clouds. And she said in that verse, I'll be going to be with Jesus come spring. Thank God, hallelujah. Oh, yeah. I looked over to my right side. There's a man right there. I was probably close to Chattanooga, possibly. And he had a funny looking hat. And I had tears rolling down my eyes. And I just waved at him. Amen. I said, glory to God. He looked at me like I was crazy. Amen. But oh, there's a presence of the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about not emotion. I'm not talking about That's something that you work up. I'm talking about the power of God. Amen. I got in that car. I felt the presence of a real Savior and a real Spirit of the Lord. Amen. I'm so glad tonight that I can feel His presence. I mean, sometimes it just gets real. Amen. And then you got some people look around and they'll say, I wonder what's wrong with that York feller. And uh, I wonder what's wrong with them youngins up there singing. They ain't a singing to you. And they ain't a feeling your presence. Up there feeling a tongue from another world. Oh, they're feeling something that's much more precious than you would ever know. Oh, that precious presence and the touch of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I was preaching last night at church. We had a real meeting yesterday morning. And God blessed. I didn't get to preach a lot. And I was preaching last night. 
And I took a text in Luke 18 and I was preaching about where that publican and Pharisee I went to the temple to pray and I took a text and I preached. This is what I preached. I'm going somewhere. So just bear with me. I told you I understand what I have. I can't have it. Amen. When I feel like I'm having liberty, I feel at home. And I'm sorry, I guess. But I, I, I was preaching about that. And I took a text and I preached on when you come to church and you leave different. And there's one man that came. He wasn't worth a plug nickel. And he was a Pharisee and he had all kinds of money. And then that other man came. He just cried out to God, smote his breast, and God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And he went home justified. He came lost and went home saved. Amen. And boy, that came on me that over uh, Brother Marshall in Isaiah 66 where the Bible said in the first couple of verses uh, the Lord said unto this man will I look he that is a, of a poor spirit and a broken and a contrite spirit to this man will I look in the first verse he said that the, he said that the heavens were his throne and the earth was his footstool and so I got the picture in that now I don't mean to embarrass you son but the Lord sits in heaven and he rests on the earth his foot and I've never had really thought about that and I didn't get that off of the dictionary or the internet but it just came all over me and I just sat down on the floor and I said, now listen to me, folks. I said, God sets in heaven. Now heaven is eternity. And eternity has no beginning. And eternity has no ending. But he inhabiteth eternity. That means he fills up that whole place. And you have any idea how big the world is? Because I don't. But I just know it's big. <laughs> and he sets in heaven. And his foot's on the earth. <laughs> And I'm not talking about that. And boy, there's a bunch of heaven came down. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to one of the signs? I'm talking about the presence of God from another world in the person of the Holy Ghost. I mean, He comes and helps me. He comes and helps you. And you can feel the presence of the Lord sitting right here at Unity Missionary Baptist Church. And don't take it for granted. Don't look over that. And do not get used to God's presence. Oh, no, don't do that. Show us the Father. Philip, you've done seen Him. And a lot of people's looking for something else. If you're saved and you know the Lord and you've got the presence of God in your heart, why would you want something else? Right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Right. Yeah. And then I think about this. I'm hurrying. But I think about people that God has put on this way and we better not take one another for granted. I say this, Brother James Martin, and I say this, and I mean this from my heart. I felt impressed for a long time, maybe two or three days, and maybe longer, I don't know, but it's really just been on my mind, been on my heart. And I told the Lord today, and I told the Lord last night, that if there's any way possible, I sure would like to be a help to Brother James Martin this week. I mean, I mean that, Brother James. And uh, I thought, you know... I don't know what everybody expects from the Bible or from me. I don't know. I just know sometimes the way's hard. And there's times the way is rough. And there's times we get discouraged. And I just thought about the people of God and what a blessing they are. And I thought, Lord, if there's any way possible, I can help old brother James Martin. 
and I could be a blessing to him. I want you to help me to be a blessing to him. And I thought about Drew. I thought I want to help old Drew and Ginger. Ain't that right? Did I get that right? I said it right, didn't I? I thought, Lord, they try to sing, try to serve you. If there's any way possible, what if, what if, uh, what if you'd help me and allow me just to be a blessing to them? And when they go home tonight and they lay down, that's why I sure am glad that my daddy's a preacher. I'm glad that the Lord's my Savior. Amen. And I don't know Sister Kim all that well. Just been around her a few times. But I thought this now. I thought if there's any way I could be a help to her in Georgia, where's she at? Praise God, she's a good singer, ain't she? Amen. There's one more. Where in the world is she at? Where's she at? Sleeping? Bathroom. <laughs> yeah, they're human too, ain't they? Yeah, man. But if there's any way possible, the people of God, I'm talking about God's man and his family, how precious it is. Now, Brother Martin didn't tell me to say one thing. And if he did tell me, I probably wouldn't say it. But I want to tell you something. You better thank God if you've got somebody in your life that's trying to preach, that's trying to beat the devils out of hell, that's standing for the truth, that's being faithful to the Lord. You better praise God for his people in your life. Well, oh, we take each other for granted, don't we? We get used to each other. That's why it's so easy. I can come in here this week and uh, Liz up there singing tonight, Brother Martin's family, and I'm telling you, I'm being honest, it was really blessing my heart. I mean, I felt the Lord. I probably, and I wouldn't want to take over, but if we had them to sing that song two or three more times, some of us may get a little glimpse of the Lord. Just a little. Amen. I know Brother James probably thinking, you know, I need to give the preacher plenty of time. But brother, I come here to worship. I want to go to church. I want God. I want God's presence. And I want the saints of God to get out. And uh, God to fill us with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and so the people of God, see, I can come. And uh, this is the way it happens now. And I'm just a talk, and I know I'm 45 miles from a subject, but... That's what God told me to do. Right, man. Right. Amen. Amen. Right. And uh, I can come and I can pick out somebody and I'll think, them people right there, it's a good person. And I can tell how they carry themselves, watch them in the service, hear their testimony, and it's just a real blessing to me because right. I'm not here every Sunday. But as soon as they stand come Sunday, this coming Sunday, you'll say, here they go again. Because you're around them every day. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. We've become familiar. Listen to me. We've become familiar with the people of God. And we, we've got to the place where we don't mean much to each other anymore. Is that right? I'm pretty sure it's right. Amen. What I'm telling you is, God help us to understand. He's done give us enough, and we've done so enough that that God, we ought to be satisfied if we never say nothing else. We ought to thank God for what He's done up to this point. Amen. I'll mention this. I'm about done. I didn't preach long. I'm about done. 
I told Brother Marshall when I was at your church, and I'm horrible with time, but when we was preaching meeting there, I've mentioned it to Brother James that I had a daughter that was 17 year old. And uh, Brother Marshall said during revival, he mentioned to the church that they'd be a praying for her. And uh, I know I'm, I'm probably a little different than, I don't hardly know how to say that, but anyhow. She's 17. I talked to her about the Lord, talked to her about, you know, salvation. And she's probably heard just as much preaching as anybody in the country, but she never had made a move. 17. Just never made a move. So I started telling people that I loved and had confidence in that I thought they'd take it to heart. I said, pray for my daughter, Kelby. She's 17. My oldest daughter said she got saved, and I believe she did when she was about six or seven years old. Never did doubt it. My daughter Anna was probably 12, 13 in revival at my church. Old preacher, a preacher named Coy Adams, he was up preaching. And she come got saved during the preaching. She did. Amen. While he's preaching. He kind of stopped and I said, don't quit. We're going to pray. Just keep preaching. We got down and prayed and it didn't take her long. She said she felt like the Lord saved her. And we got up out of there and I never did doubt it. And Kelby, 17, never, never had went forward. Never went forward. Never wanted to pray at home. I never wanted to ask the Lord nothing. And boy, you're talking about getting worried. I was starting to get real panicky and worried. And it was worrying me every day. I was thinking about her. Lord, don't let her go to hell. So I started telling people to pray for her. I told my church to pray for her. I told you to pray for her. Amen. A few weeks ago, you know what took place? We are sitting in the house of God. And the service was pretty dry. I'm just telling it like it is. And there wasn't much going on. Somebody said they felt like they needed to sing, and I doubt it to this day. I don't even know why they got up. I got up behind the pulpit, and I said, folks, we better get a hold of God. And I said, I'm telling you this, and I'm trusting God, and I believe with all my heart that we're on the little end of something big. I said, something fixing take place. I said, maybe we just need as a church to gather around. Maybe we should shake hands, love on one another, and uh, just pray whatever we can do. And there's a young lady come up there. I say young. She's probably, she's probably in her 20s now. But she's probably, I guess, 20, 21-year-old. She came up to me and she was weeping. She said, the Lord wants me to sing. And I said, right now? And she said, yeah. I said, all right. I said, we're going to shake hands and you sing. By then, everybody drifted on back. And she started singing. She said, I just want to tell somebody, if you don't know the Lord today, yeah. that today is the day yeah. if the Lord's speaking to you. Now, she wasn't a preaching, but she was testifying. And I stood right there, right beside. And her and her mama got up and sung. And her husband strummed on that guitar. And she opened up and started singing. And she hadn't sung maybe a half a verse. And old Kelby got up. And right in that altar. I come back too after we prayed. I was in the back of the church. There's an old man said, I ain't seen nobody run like that in years. I said, I ain't run like that in years. <laughs> I came back to it and I realized where I was at. And I thought, I'll just run on faith. Amen. And I ran back up to the front. And she said, the Lord saved her. I'm telling you, Brother Marshall, thank God that you prayed for me. Brother James Martin, thank God that you prayed. And yes, the Lord, to save her. 
Amen. Now the Lord done the saving, but thank God for His people. Don't you take that for granted. Amen. There's a little lady. Her name is uh, Patricia, Patricia Buchanan, and uh, she's 74, 75-year-old, sits on the second row. Her husband usually sat, uh, used to sit where Brother James is. He is a deacon at church. He passed away. Good man, good a man as I had in church. Passed away and went home to be with the Lord. He wrote in his Bible, Lord, please save Kelby. And Miss Patricia sews at home, and she is sewing in the living room. Now, this is what she said now. She said, I was a son Tuesday. And she said, I got under a burden for Kelby. She said, I couldn't put that needle and thread through them dresses. I was a sewing. And so she said, I started praying, Lord. She said, I just got down on the couch and said, Lord. And she said, the Lord spoke to me and said, go grab that Bible. And she had said, I hadn't seen it in a long time and I opened it up. And it said, Lord, please save Kelby. She said, I shut that Bible and the Holy Ghost said, just wait. It won't be long. And then Miss Patricia told me at her church. She said, I shouted all over that living room. She said, I got him the glory, Brother York. And I shouted all over that living room. She said, I've done seen this happen. Amen. She said, it's still good, but I done knew it was going to happen. I'm telling you, I'm glad there's some people that still know the Lord in the midst of of a generation that don't know God. There's still some people that can pray that's full of God and that know the Lord. So don't take it for granted. There's people around here that know the realness of salvation. There's people around here that know what it means to have a relationship with the Lord. Philip said, show us the Father. Jesus went into several verses. You can read them when you get home, maybe tonight. About how that he was the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I am the Father and the Father is me. Amen. 